evening everyone. Um, just a brief talk tonight um, to give it a title Zen is Psychology and Psychology is Zen. Um, now amongst my um, fellow uh, ordinary mind teachers that wouldn't seem like a very blasphemous statement but if I was to say that with some tradi to, to some traditional Zen teachers they would be horrified mm -hmm. um, to make that statement. But I believe it's um, a valid statement to make. And when you go back to what the, really the core teaching of Mahayana Buddhism is, Zen is a school of Mahayana Buddhism, it's there repeated over and over again in the Heart Sutra. Emptiness, if you just want a phrase that captures what Zen is about, emptiness is form, form is emptiness. Emptiness is form, form is emptiness. So when I say that Zen is psychology and psychology is Zen, it's following that principle. And Zen practice takes us into not just intellectually understanding, but actually experiencing no self, what that is. Mm -hmm. And into the complete impermanence of everything, complete impermanence. And those two things are one and the same, in a way. And so Zen gives us an insight into um, that aspect of life. Um, and psychology is um, the study of thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, emotions, behaviours, and also patterns of behaviours between people, you know, like in family dynamics and things like that what happens sequentially between people. But all of that is the form of what it is to be human. Emotions are form, thoughts are form, behaviours are form, bodies are form. Mm -hmm. And um, psychology focuses on that and tries to understand the way that form works. Mm -hmm. And we even have terms for it like self-psychology. Right? And uh, we, we talk about emotions as though they're, they're real, substantial things and that I have emotions and I have thoughts, etc. And, um, and that, that's valuable. But the blind side of psychology is that it doesn't recognise the emptiness of all of these emotions and all of these thoughts and all of these attitudes, beliefs and so on. It doesn't recognise that dimension of it. And who is experiencing them? Mm -hmm. No one, in a sense. Someone is and someone isn't. Um, on the other hand, um, Buddhists in general, and Zen people in general, can get stuck in seeing life purely from this empty point of view, right? that everything is empty, no self. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, to get stuck in that dimension is also a delusion as well. There's one um, Tibetan teacher who said something along the lines, the people who think that the world is just full of solid forms, you know, and cells, are deluded. But people who think that everything is just empty are even more deluded. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so 
come back to the Heart Sutra each time. It keeps saying over and over again. We repeat it over and over and again. Emptiness is form. Form is emptiness. Mm -hmm. This bit of paper is a form of paper. But it's made up of molecules and atoms which are just whirring around, just energy whirring around. There's really nothing substantial to it. Mm -hmm. And it's integrated into... You can't separate it really from the rest of life. As um, Thich Nhat Hanh says, he holds up a bit of paper and he says, can you see the cloud in the paper? Mm-hmm. The cloud produced the rain, it went to the earth and it came up and it grew a tree from which we make paper. Everything is interconnected, there's no separateness everywhere. And so that's the relation of Zen and psychology. Zen is psychology, psychology is Zen. Emptiness is form, form is emptiness. And so uh, if you look at life purely from an empty point of view, as again it says in the Heart Sutra, there's nothing to gain. You know, and, and people who, like the Buddha, who have an awakening experience, they don't actually gain anything. There was nothing to gain. Nothing to attain is the experience. And yet, um, when we undertake a practice like Zen, if you, if you work at it enough, you know, regularly, consistently, and so on, um, there's a maturing of the human being that takes place. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. There is, there is a maturing that occurs. And um, if we're really waking up, then we also grow up. Mm-hmm. You can't separate those two things. The idea that you, can, you, you just have some awakening experience and just do whatever you feel like, you know, because you liberate in some way, is still living in some kind of delusion. There, there is no waking up without maturing. Mm-hmm. And the nature of our deluded experience is that we, we all experience um, emotions, you know, either intensely or not intensely. And uh, if you look at what emotions are, that we tend to identify with and centre around is one is that they, they're associated with um, um, thoughts that we believe to be true. At a body sensation level, they're often quite intense experiences and they, 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 um, they uh, are solidified around a sense of me. You know, me having the thoughts and me having the emotions. And if we really have a true insight into no-self, whether it's gradual or or sudden, then, as Joko says in one of her talks, we take the me out of it, right? So you still have emotions and you still have thoughts, but you take the me out of it. And it's by taking the me out of it that we mature as human beings. That's where... The, the patience and the generosity and the compassion and the wisdom arise because the me has been taken out of it. So just to, to end on it, let me um, just um, give you a quote from D.T. Suzuki, who was one of the great Japanese Zen teachers who brought Zen to the West. Zen does not teach to destroy.